Hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Odyssey House Journals. I'm Randall Carlisle, along with Rachel Santizo, and our guest is Nicole Slack, and we'll meet her in just a second. You know, I was thinking about one of the reasons we're one of the most watched and listened to podcasts is because, and, and this is, our, I think, our 149th Ooh, podcast that nice. we've done, is if you think about it, every single one is different. It's true. We all, yeah. Everybody's story is about addiction and recovery, right. but how they got into addiction and out of and right. everything else is different. Yeah, it shows the nature of this disease. We all have commonalities, but we all got there different ways. Yeah. It's very interesting. So, some people started like at what, what we've heard seven. as early as seven or eight. Yeah. And other people, like Nicole, is a late bloomer. Mm, uh, <laughs> we'll find out what that yeah. means. We'll find out what that means. And and Nicole, you must have had very creative parents. Can I can I tell people how you spell your name? Yes. I looked yeah. at it. Look at that, so, Rachel. N Y C H O L L E. Nicole. Wow, that is very creative. Yeah, my no. parents are from Argentina, so I don't. I, that's not an Argentine spelling. Uh, I think my mom saw my name in a name book. Really? It and means she will win. Well, we want it to be different than any uh, other Nicole, which it is. It is. So, so welcome. Uh, maybe, and, and again, uh, I've heard you share your story a little, so that's why I call you a late bloomer. Uh, do you want to share your story? I, 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 maybe we should talk, we always start out with, I was doing this and it was bad and yeah. all that kind of stuff. Maybe we should start out with the good. What, yeah. are, what are you doing now and, and, and how is your recovery coming along? I think it's going well. I'm very new to it. Um, I am just getting a, a job right now in the field. I wanted to stay in the recovery field, so I am uh, actually got hired on at the BOA in the men's detox. So I'm really excited. I'm the volunteer coordinator, so I'm hoping to bring like more volunteers in. I guess the men don't get a lot of volunteers, so mm-hmm. I'm hoping to bring in volunteers and you know uplift them a little bit. And we've all been to BOA Men's Detox. Yes, that's where I started was BOA. So it's very dear. Yeah. So how did you get on there? Did you go through BOA? uh, Indeed. (laughs) Okay. Okay. So indeed, the website. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) But I I was aiming for BOA and uh, I have a friend that works there and she really likes it. So I was like, I have some strengths I think I could bring to it. So yeah. So let's talk about what those strengths are. How did you, I'm calling you a late bloomer. Do you want to tell us the story? Yeah. Uh, I really didn't start the diving into addiction and alcoholism until late. So um, I would say early 30s. See, that is, and we've had so many stories of people starting young. I started drinking uh, when I was 13, I think, and then developed, you know, into a full-blown alcoholic. Yeah. But 30s, I mean. Yeah. I mean, I I drank with my friends, and uh, but I had a daughter at 20. And mm-hmm. so it was really only when I didn't have her and she'd be at her grandparents' house. Um, but then in my 30s, I was married, and our marriage was just slowly falling apart. So I tried to escape, I guess, mm-hmm. um, using alcohol. And it wasn't even too excessive I guess 30 isn't it. It's more like 31. 
but um, I had a son that was in the NICU for six months Mm -hmm. and he was born very tiny. He was a 23-weeker, so he was less than a pound at birth. And And that's like... He was 11 inches long and Mm -hmm. just this little thing. And he was see-through. It was wild. I loved it, though. Um, So I had a really good NICU experience and he was released from the hospital. He came home with a G-tube and oxygen and... I feel like I was such a good NICU mom and I was so good at managing all the things like his appointments and therapy. And he had eight doctors he saw every month and we went up to primaries all the time. And, uh, it was like a cup. I started drinking too much probably when he was about two, but I was drinking the whole time. Um, not, with him just uh when he'd go to bed or whatever i'd just pass out but um so i didn't drink during the day and i was so proud of myself and i didn't feel like i had a problem because i wouldn't drink when i had my kids or like my daughter plays lacrosse so i'd get her to practice and do all the things and then my son turned like four or five and he was okay he had his g-tube removed he wasn't on oxygen and then i had to really focus on my marriage and uh it just wasn't there and i just fell apart and started excessively drinking it was like as soon as my son was okay I had like given myself permission to just fall apart yeah how how bad did it get um I was pretty functional for a while I think uh it got really bad towards probably 35 36 where every single day as soon as I was done with getting my daughter to lacrosse and my son was good and then he'd go to bed at like seven I would just drink myself to pass out and then if my son's dad had them for the day or whatever I was drinking that whole day it was like I planned out without planning out but I did plan out like if I didn't have them to make sure I had alcohol so I could drink and then I'd say about a year before I went into Odyssey so I went in in 2021 so I'd say after the pandemic and everything hit I did really well during the pandemic Um, I still was drinking and doing that, but I still like, I loved spending all that time with my kids. So it kind of kept me a little more sober. And then we sold our house and moved into apartments. And then I just drank any chance I got. I never drank at work. I, uh, made sure to not do that, but it was like, I would start drinking when I'd get done at three. And then slowly as the months would go by, I would stop drinking at like 10 and then midnight and then 2am and then 4am. And then, yeah. I just, I lost my job. I got another job. I was drinking. I I stopped taking my kids because I didn't want them to see that. Mm-hmm. So my ex had them all the time and I didn't want them to see me hungover. So then on the days when I was supposed to have them, but I wasn't drinking, I was just so hungover and I stopped taking care of myself and eating and yeah. Well, I can. That seems like it. Remember talking to me about my story? Yeah. That I was a functional alcoholic mm-hmm. and a TV anchor for decades. And I did the same thing that, that you did. I was never drunk when I went to work, never drunk when I was doing a newscast. But when I'd get home at night, I'd drink till I would pass out. And I didn't have to be at work till like two the next day. So it was a perfect job for a functional alcoholic. You know, but but I plan, and that, this is what people don't realize, is you plan everything around your drinking. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, are, are your kids going to be gone? Good, I'll drink. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, it, and, and I don't understand really, even though I'm, uh, you know, in long-term recovery, I don't understand the alcoholic mind and why it works that way. 
I don't either. I, I look back and I, I was, it kind of feels like obsessed with making sure I had alcohol when I didn't have things to do. And Mm -hmm. I would go on my lunch break from work and make sure to go buy alcohol so that I could go You'd home. Have and, it at home. And yeah, yeah, and I didn't drink and drive. I did it one time and I got a DUI. So um <laughs> one, one time. Yeah. One time and I got a DUI and it was bad. I don't remember it. So that, I'm super yeah. embarrassed about all this, by the way. And don't be embarrassed. You're in the right spot. Yeah, yeah. I got a DUI too. You're <laughs> yeah. in good company. Yeah. I I would I felt like I was so good because I didn't drink and drive and I didn't drink with my mm. kids and it all the things to give myself permission to continue doing it. So can I ask you about your kids? We talk a lot about it and it sounded like, um, cause I did, I did a similar thing. Like I loved my kids so much that I signed over my rights to their dad. And it sounds like you kind of did a similar thing. So can you tell me a little bit more about that? Like where you are, like with your kids, how that was? Yeah. Um, my ex is the best human ever and he is so supportive and he would just That's take them and he would just take them for me and just, he's like, I, you know, you're going through something, you, you know, this is your journey. And uh, he was just amazing about it. And then I had a suicide attempt, which got me an odyssey. And when I got to odyssey and I was mm-hmm. sober and all that, I almost signed over my rights. Cause I was just like, my son has autism and he thrives on uh, structure and he thrives yeah. on having just a schedule. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so I couldn't go to the parents program and try to get, I have 50, 50 custody still. Um, I couldn't go to the parents program and do that to him because he needs to be structured. And mm-hmm. I just feel like downtown for a week and then back to there, you know, and yeah. he has his, uh, like his classes for kids with autism and that just, he needs that structure and every day and he doesn't, I mean, he handles change well, but it takes him a minute. And so I was just like, maybe, Maybe I did my job. Maybe I was the best NICU mom and maybe I made sure he got through everything and all the milestones he was supposed to hit. And that's when I was like, okay, now I can die. And so you actually were thinking like that. Yeah, I actually had my whole suicide planned out. So my daughter was graduating. So I didn't drink the two months before her graduation. Well, maybe the month. And I was just there for her. She made it to state finals in lacrosse. She was all state. She did all the things. She's an amazing athlete. So I went and made sure I went to all of that and spent time with my son. And then uh, after graduation and graduation fell on state games. So they actually left graduation early to go play their game. Um, And then I was like, okay, well, I did everything. I went to my daughter's graduation. My son's good. I'm good to go. So. Um, she graduated May 26th or 27th, and I had planned out to commit suicide on June 6th. Can I ask you not to tap the oh, table sorry. to make some noise? That's that. okay. I, hope I can I see <laughs> our guys are wearing headphones, and it's yeah. like, oh, I'm so sorry. I, so, I do the same thing, yeah. so that's why I hold my hands. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I planned that out, and then uh, my mom passed away. I got a text message from my cousin that was like, your mom died. And I was like, oh, well, I can't kill myself today. Because then yeah. everyone will think I did it because of that. And That's had inconvenient, right? Right, <laughs> yeah. So I waited two days. <laughs> and then <laughs> and then I did it. And um, I woke up a couple days later in the hospital and went to Odyssey. And that's when I was like, okay, these kids deserve so much better than this. Yeah. And I'm not stable. And my son especially needs that stability in his life. And he needs 
someone there all the time. And my ex does that. He's just so good with him. And um, my daughter's 19. So I was like, you know, I did all the things and I'm ready to go. And so when I lived and then I was in Odyssey, I was like, okay, then I think this is where I just bow out gracefully and I'll handle my stuff. Cause apparently I'm going to go to rehab now. And, uh, and then I almost did it. And then my ex was very patient about it. He's like, if that's what you want to do, we can do it. But you know, Locke, my son's name is Lachlan. Uh, Locke needs people in his life that understand him. And right. I just don't see you out of his life as a benefit to him. So. So how did you make, okay, you're, you, you attempted suicide mm -hmm. and how did you get from that point to going into Odyssey? Um, so I was at a, a hospital and behavioral health unit for like two weeks after my attempt and they were going to send me home on a Friday. And I told them, if I'm being perfectly honest, if I go home today, I'm just going to finish it. Like there's no, wow. like you guys kept me alive, but I don't feel different. And yeah. I, all the reasons I wanted to do this are still there. And they were like, okay, so we'll come up with another plan. They came to me a day later and they're like, there's this place called Odyssey and you can go there and just work on yourself and get these meds in your system and we'll see if the meds kick in and do all these things. And then when you're ready to go, you can just go. And I was like, okay. And then I got to Odyssey. And Sounds like, too good to be true. Yeah, it was right. really weird. I was like, there's places like that? And so then I went to Odyssey and like two two weeks in, I was like, I'm in rehab. Like, that's when it done. That's yeah. <laughs> People are like, I'm here to, you know, work on myself. And I'm like, oh, they're doing it too. That's cool. And then it was like, I've I'm been here for seven months. It. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like, seven months, my heavens. And then I was just like, you know, you do you. And then I was like, oh, you know, I'm in rehab. So I guess I'm going to do this now. And I, I love how you get into character, how you felt at that time. Yeah. So good at that. I would have loved to have seen your face when it finally dawned on you. I like, know. Oh, that's what this place is about. <laughs> I was like, I made a commitment. Like, oh, now I have to stick it out. I really thought, like, I know I'm wrong for wanting to kill myself. I know that that's not a natural thought. And I know that you're not supposed to do that. And you're supposed to want, you're supposed to want to live. And so I really just put all my faith in Odyssey. And I was like, okay, obviously I'm wrong. So I'm going to just assume that they're right. And they've done, they've done this for so long that, I'm just going to give it a chance and maybe their way of thinking, maybe I'll get there one day and think I want to be here. Was that like a natural thought for you? Did something shift or happen or did it just come naturally with you that way? Because you embraced, right? You're like, uh, okay, you know, recovery at that point, really. Um, yeah. sort of. I really don't feel like I had re embraced recovery. I think I was just like, I want to die and you're not supposed to want to die. And they say, mm -hmm no, you're not supposed to want to die. And so I was like, I'm just going to follow them and see what happens. Yeah. I don't think it was like a, I'm going to live moment. Um, <laughs> Jumping up in the yeah. air, slow motion. It took yeah. a long time to get to the point where I was like, okay, I can still benefit society. I'm not just, you know, using up resources by living and eating food and doing all that. And I, I maybe I can still contribute to the world. What the, how long were you in Odyssey? Seven months. Wow. How do you feel about yourself today? I definitely feel like I have something to give. And I, I look back at thinking that way and I have so much more to do with my kids. And I don't know why I would think that way. And 
it was just so natural to feel that way. And then now it just feels so natural to not feel that way. And I can't wait to get back there. And my goal is to be back with my son, the 50, 50 and to my daughter lives in California now. So it's mm -hmm. nice to talk. To, it's nice to talk to her every day. Uh, and it's just been amazing. My daughter it took a long time to speak to me again. So I'm so happy I earned her trust back. And yeah, so I, yeah, I just feel like I have a purpose again. Good. You do. Yeah. What, uh, in your reunification with your daughter, what kinds of things did you talk about? She was obviously upset about the fact that you had, that you were drinking all the time. Yeah, she was very upset. She didn't talk to me for the first five, six months that I was in Odyssey. And I would tell my ex-husband, just uh, don't tell her to talk to me. Tell her I love her. And whenever her time mm -hmm. comes to right. want to talk, she's so intelligent that I'm just, I trust her so much. And I wanted her to do what she needed to do, how she had to do it. And it took a while, but she slowly came back and, Odyssey makes you write these letters called um, impact letters. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I think she really forgave me after the impact letter. Were you writing a letter from her to yourself about everything you did that harmed her? So. And you let her read that? Yeah. That's powerful. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, did they, she agree with it? She actually said, uh, I'm so happy that you saw what you were doing to me. Like you brought up examples of the things that actually affected me and you never told me that and I had to just be honest and I was so embarrassed about my drinking it wasn't she thought I was doing it after she asked me to stop and um it just yeah so she was like I can't believe you saw that and I was like I saw it every day I saw how much I was hurting you I just didn't know how to stop how old um, is your son nine and what is your, so where do you see yourself in a year? Um, hopefully just getting back to being mom. I want to have a good job and feel good about what I'm doing and help him. So I just want to be back there. Does he have any understanding of what you went through? I don't think so. He knows I was sick. Okay. That's all we told him. Um, and he's, one day he was just like, are you getting better yet? <laughs> and I'm just like, yeah, buddy, slowly. And, but he's just so matter of fact. So I tell him, like, I'm going to see you today. Okay. And I miss you, miss you too. Just, I'll call him and you're interrupting my Minecraft. I'm like, okay. It's just like, bye. I would just, every time you speak about your kids, you light up. Yeah, you do. Like, it's this brightness. And I just, seeing how people, and they come so far, like, I believe in it and I know it but you are this inspiration because it feels like what you're saying, like, I can't believe that even happened just because of how bright you are every time you talk. And how loving you are of your mm -hmm. kids. I mean, that just goes to yeah. show you what, what alcoholism or any kind of addiction does. You yeah. gave up your kids. I did. I did. We have very similar stories. That's great. Uh, yeah. Which is a hard, and, and, and we always talk about the fact, you know, there are people watching and listening to this mm -hmm. who, who don't understand addiction and 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 they'd say uh, heroin, alcohol, kids. How could you make a choice like that? How could yeah. you do that? Mm -hmm. You know. I feel like it was a. I have made so many mistakes, and 
I don't want them to see this. I don't want them to go through this. I don't want to do this to them. So I'm going to push them away. So I want them to go have a good life because clearly I'm not capable of doing that. Yeah. That's what you were thinking too. Exactly. Right? Like the way I say it is I love them so much. I gave them away. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I understand that. I also understand my grandson is on the spectrum. And so I get to learn a new love language now. And so it's like you do all these things and people come in your life and then you get to learn and grow. And so I understand that love language. And so you're very patient and understanding. That's awesome. Your did, kids need you. Yeah. Did you black out every time you drank towards the end? Oh, yeah. I did, too. And did that bother? That's one of the things that scared me about it, because somebody could tell me I did something. And I'd be like, well, maybe I did. Maybe I didn't because I can't remember. Yeah, I would. Definitely black out. I'd hide my phone from myself so I didn't like text anyone <laughs> anything crazy because I definitely did that. Um, but I was a sleepy drunk, so I would just pass out and sleep. So, yeah, I definitely would wake up and be like, "Oh, I made food." Like well, happy, well, I turned off the burner. Yeah. <laughs> like what? Uh, when one of my big problems when I got sober, I don't know if you had this problem. I think a lot of people do. Was I was so used to going to sleep, which really wasn't going to sleep, it was sort of like passing out, to try to go to sleep naturally after that was horrible. I'd lie there and I didn't think, God, you know, did you have that? Yeah, I would stay up for days. If I didn't drink, I would stay up for like two, three days, just lay there and like try to sleep. And I ended up watching so many, I binge watched Netflix so much <laughs> and I... Yeah, I was just trying to sleep and it doesn't happen. It's really weird. So when I got to Odyssey, I had to actually start with sleeping meds because it doesn't happen naturally. No, because you're, you're, you're screwing up your routine so bad, but you think it's, I thought it was an easy way to go. I, right. I, don't, have to, I don't have to shut off my mind naturally because right. the alcohol did it. Yeah, uh-huh. and it ended up being like a sleeping med for me. Yeah. Like if I want to go to sleep tonight, I have to drink, right. so... Why do you want to, uh, why, why do you, you, you're talking about going to BOA Men's Detox to work. Why do you want to go someplace like that? And, and before we, before we started the podcast, you said you wanted to come work for Odyssey at some point. Why do you want to work in this field? For all the self-worth that I don't have and that I'm working on, I know I have things I can contribute and I know that. I have the skills needed to do a bunch of things. And I think that this field is so, the more you look into it, there's not that many people that want to do this that have certain skills. And I want to bring mine to help people in addiction. I think that there's not enough help there. So mine may not be fantastic, but I can definitely help. And I think it'll actually help keep me sober. So staying in the community. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, uh, that's, you know, not that I'm pushing a 12-step program, but that's the 12th step is to give give back. And part of that, I mean, it's nice that you're doing it, but part of it is for you because you get out of your head and you're thinking about Rachel or me or whoever you're dealing with as opposed to yourself. Yeah. And you're using these past traumatic experiences for the greater good, right? For other people so that they can learn and grow. So I think it's a healing as well for you as you do it. When I was in Odyssey, people would 
say like, your story is going to help someone. And I was like, not really. It's not that exciting. I just, you know, mom drinking suicide here. And boy, you would have been great at television. That was a five second soundbite. Tell us about your life. It really was that simple. Um, but then it's like, I'll go back now and we have give back hours as voyagers mm-hmm. and people are like, Nicole, you're my inspiration. And I'm like, maybe mm, don't pick me, but it's nice to go there and show them like, if someone like me can do it, like anyone can do it. And they're just like, I want this. And is that the attitude you had? And I'm like, no. <laughs> right, exactly. I didn't even know I was going into rehab. <laughs> yeah. And I just, I look at them and I'm like, I'm so happy for you that you're there. It took me so long to get there. Imagine how much, you know, further along you'll be when you're at my months. And they're just like, no way. And I'm like, yeah, like it took me so long to get there. I admire all the staff because I was not nice and I was mm-hmm. very blunt. And I think a lot of people were taken back. And But it, it I learned so much. It taught me compassion. Even more so. My son taught me so much compassion, but it's in a different way. So if I went to the downtown house and talked to some of the staff and said, tell me your impressions of Nicole while she was here. it Because my impression of you is very impressive and everything. They wouldn't say the same. They yeah. might now, but. Yeah, they might now. Um, but no, there's a. There's a therapist there that whenever I go into her class now, she's like, Nicole, tell your story because. The person you see here isn't who I met. She was mean. I was like, yeah. You really were mean. It's hard to picture you mean. I think it came off mean. I really just, I was insecure. I didn't know what I was doing. Uh, Didn't know who was around me. I don't like being around people I don't know as is. And now I'm around 80 people. (laughs) And... They want to know your story immediately and they want to know everything Mm. about you and they want you to put it out there. And I'm like, I don't know you. Why would I tell you a thing? So and you're not going to understand me and all those things. And so the staff would be trying to like probe me very gently. But to me, it was so much. And I would just come back at them pretty harsh. And yeah, I look back and I wasn't trying to be rude. I was trying to protect myself. Right. So we talk about this a lot because we have a family group that Randall runs. And so if you were, what would you tell somebody that's new or that, like if you were speaking to someone else that was mean and resistant and didn't want to do it, what would you tell them? That's actually kind of hard because no one could tell me anything. So I look at them and I'm like, you've got to get there on your own because it's not going to happen. No one can tell you anything that changes it. It has to be within themselves. So And they're like, I want to leave. And this is so Odyssey speak, but uh, I'm like, hit your pillow. And if you still want to leave tomorrow, then leave tomorrow. But give yourself the day to plan. Like, why are you leaving at 9 p.m.? Yeah. Where are you going to go? Yeah. So they're just like, I hate this place. I'm leaving. And I'm like, well, do it in the morning because then you have the whole day to figure it out. Right now, (laughs) you're going to go out in the cold. And that just doesn't even make sense. And uh, there's a... That same therapist that said I was mean, uh, she would always say, play the tape. Like, where are you in two hours? Where are you in two days? Where are you in two weeks? Like, does this even make sense? Like, if you're going to go leave to use and come back, you're still going to be out for the night. Like, is this worth it? And so I don't ever try to talk them down because no one could talk me down. So I'm just like, 
you do you, but really like, where are you in two hours? Does mm -hmm. that even make sense? Yeah. Or you're being mean to this person in class because you're new and you're not wanting to be here. Like, do you really just want to be a mean human? And they're just like, no. And I'm like, well, then just be kind. If you're going to be here and hate it, don't take us all down with you. Yeah, that's fair. She's pretty good, isn't yeah. she? Yeah, yeah that's fair. <laughs> yeah, the, the, that, that was a great question you just asked. And, and we actually had Nicole speak at a, a family support group. Uh, and, and unfortunately, her answer is, it may not be very helpful to parents because it's like you can't really do anything, mm -hmm. you know? That's you why shouldn't. I wanted, yeah, that's why I wanted to ask you that. And so we can, you know, when it comes to that or when someone's difficult, what do you do? Like not give up on them, but allow them. They're going to have to do their own experiences. Well, when you were out on the street or you were drinking or I was drinking, if somebody would have told me not to, it wouldn't have made a bit of difference, right? I would have felt like I was being judged and then I'd go yeah. to this more. Yeah, I think yeah. I think when when any one of my four ex-wives told me I was an alcoholic, I I think I said no. I I, I, just, I I'm not an alcoholic. I just drink a lot. Don't tell me that anymore. I mean, right. it's, it's it doesn't work. It doesn't. You know. And I had fantastic people around me. I don't have parents. Well, I have parents. They passed. I don't have like a family unit like that. Mm -hmm. But my daughter's grandparents have been like my parents since I had her. And they were fantastic because they didn't support me financially. They didn't do that kind of stuff for me, but they never called me an alcoholic. They never told me I was drinking too much. They just, when it was those moments and they could tell I'd been drinking, they didn't respond. And wow. I respected them so much, even at the time, I was like, I'm just hurting them. I need to stop. And we are out of time, so we want to thank you. I'm really looking forward to hear how you uh, do at VOA Detox. Uh, I'm excited. And, and if I was hiring at Odyssey, I'd say hired right now, but <laughs> right. wouldn't you like to? Oh, yeah. I'm excited to hear about that. I wish that you were there when I was there, and they're very lucky to have you. Yeah. So keep up the good work. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you very much for bearing your soul and not being mean to <laughs> Rachel or me or, or the rest right. of the people listening and viewing. Thank you for watching another edition of Odyssey House Journals. Yeah.